First in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Well, welcome everyone to another edition of Spouting Off. I am so honored and privileged to be with you sitting in this chair and uh, spouting off, which as you know, is a good thing. A lot of people think it's terrible, but in an environment that is now elevating censorship, telling people that ideas and words and dissent is dangerous, spouting off, uncensored, saying what's on your mind, recognizing the difference between words and actions, violence and opinion, uh, opinion and uh, uh, journalistic uh, reporting, which we hardly have any of, is a very important thing. Discernment, ladies and gentlemen, looking for clarity and tolerance of disagreement. That is a sadly lacking characteristic these days. Anyway, tons and tons going on. I was just asked by a friend, are you going to cover the J6? Are you going to cover January 6th? Everything that's coming out with Tucker Carlson and the video footage. And I said, well, we might touch on it with one of our guests, but I'm not going to be going delving deeply into it. Why, you ask? Why am I not going to chase this story like every other, most every other? No criticism intended, (laughs) just (laughs) being a little bit different. Am I going to delve? Well, first off, if you have a thought or a comment and you want to call in about it, that is always allowed and welcome, welcome, welcomed here. Uh, If you're listening live, it's 603-816-1590. But here's the reason I'm not going to go into huge detail, because we knew all this already. And uh, the radical left and the propaganda media who has propagated this phenomenal pack of lies and convinced everyday normal people that there was a violent insurrection, an armed insurrection, which of course (laughs) they can't point to anybody who was armed except the cops who, who killed Ashley Babbitt. We know all this already. I'll be excited when I see some accountability, ladies and gentlemen, because that's what wears on us all. All of this is put out there in the public. We see it. We watch it. We see that it is escalating uh, a hostility towards citizens and so much more that we talk about on this program. But we don't see accountability because my favorite slogan, the arsonists are in charge of the fire brigade. So when the arsonists, wherever they are, right, left, center, I don't care, Those uh, delineations are less and less applicable every day. Uh, When there's some true accountability to the rule of law and to the Constitution, wherever we find it, then I will be jumping up and down and excited. I'm excited that information is coming out, but um, I continue to be frustrated by the fact that there is so little accountability today, and yet we've seen brazen examples of abuse of power, abuse of fundamental God-given rights in this country. And so we have to find other ways both to speak out and also to celebrate good news. Today is Good News Friday. Love Good News Friday. And there are some good pieces of news, but also I like to have some fun on Friday. I like to have fun every day, as a matter of fact. So I pulled some really fun audio by somebody. You know how there's always like a a Will Rogers kind of character who, whenever he opens his mouth, everybody stops what they're doing and wants to listen. Well, such is the case 
for John Kennedy, not John F. Kennedy, but John Kennedy's senator from Louisiana, who uh, always is entertaining and colorful. And he does spout off in the most in the best possible way, which is he says what's on his mind in a unique and individualistic way, and he doesn't worry so much about, oh my God, I might offend somebody. And guess what? His gutsiness is a lesson for us all, not so that we could all be John Kennedy's, but so we could be our unique selves, speaking up, saying what's on your mind, and realizing that other people have a right to what's on their mind and therein lives the beautiful difference. (sighs) It's individuality, ladies and gentlemen. It's not conformity. That's what we are finding partly at its heart is the joyous celebration of the uniqueness of the human spirit. So I'm going to play for you right now about a minute of John Kennedy being Senator from Louisiana, John Kennedy, go. Goat's milk, latte drinking, avocado toast eating. Life is hard, but it's harder when you're stupid. Can I take cocaine with my spouse? No, sir. No, sir. I did not call Senator Sanders an ignorant slut. I'm not talking about buying it, but let's suppose I, I came in one day and the cocaine was there. Uh, people who are... Um, her bilingual. They speak Eng- speak English and stupid. I don't know why we have to give money to countries that hate us. They should be able to hate us for free. Looks like we're giving Lindsay Lohan the keys to the mini bar. President Biden is sort of like um, Kevin Bacon at the end of uh, Animal House. The cantina bar scene out of Star Wars. They wanted it like Ben wants J-Lo. I'm like Bluto in Animal House. I'm just <laughs> fat, drunk, and, and, and stupid. Frankly, I can't because I can't get my head that far up my rear end. Just stick it up there, <laughs> fact checker. They can kiss my ass. Somebody at the White House has been smoking the devil's lettuce, okay? We cannot run the greatest economy by putting fairy dust and unicorn urine in our cars. You're- <laughs> Is that a beautiful thing? The left communist, Marxist, radicals, socialists would all have us thinking alike, behaving alike, looking alike, wearing rags on our face. Oh, we're so individual because individualistic because we have different little symbols on our rags. (laughs) But honestly, when you cover up your nose and your mouth, have you ever noticed everybody looks alike? They take pictures of people in giant uh, groups and they all look alike. The conformity, the obedience, the bland mediocrity of socialism and communism. And then, of course, the genocidal hatred of humanity of communism and socialism is sadly something that we have not been vigilant against. And uh, we have seen the public education system and K-12 and university education extol the virtues of what they consider to be alternate economic systems. It's not an alternate economic system. It's tyranny, ladies and gentlemen, that's what it is. And they purposely leave out the beauty and the brilliance of the American Constitution. That's why they don't really want us talking about that. And um, (laughs) what is at stake here is the individual spirit. And maybe I'll even wax... God forbid, religious for a moment, and say that the Almighty God made us unique and different. He made our fingerprints different. He made our voices, our personalities different. And if you're one who believes and worships God, you can do it in a, in a myriad of unique ways. If God had wanted to make us all alike, to march in goose step together, to be conformist clones, zombies, and uh, worshiping the state, <laughs> he would have made us all the same. We're all humans, but boy, diversity means a diversity of intellect, a diversity of ideas, a diversity of understanding, competition, and joy in being different, maybe even 
telling the truth when you mess up, and learning from your mistakes. Today, the state promises that you will no longer hurt when you lose or when you've screwed up or when you've lost something. No, that is not the American way. Ladies and gentlemen, the American way is to lose, to learn, to not hate yourself for having lost, and to try again. I don't know. I I think there are people in my generation who don't get that, people who've been co-opted into communism and socialism. But I do believe that the, uh, shall we dare say, older generation has those values, grew up in an America where those values were celebrated. They were cheered personal responsibility, striving to do the moral thing. Even if you messed up, you tried, you celebrated people who asked for forgiveness. You, you were not happy when people blamed others for their own shortcomings. These are the kind of things that are being erased in the culture today and, and replaced, erased and replaced with superficiality, hostility, a sense of entitlement, a sense of rushing to judgment, bigotry about people based on the color of their skin or the group to which they belong without caring a whit about their individual personal spirit and accomplishments, mediocrity, uh, always going to the lowest common denominator, celebrating criminality and uh, seeing law-abiding citizens as criminals, criminals as victims, turning the world upside down in a myriad of ways. That is what is going on today and is being hoisted upon a culture that never voted for it. We never voted to be told by a bunch of elitists who are the wealthiest in the whole world, in the whole world, you will own nothing, but you will be happy. Well, as I've said to you before, you first, guys, you first. You want to own nothing? Why don't you give up your private plane and your billions of dollars and stop telling other people what to do and how to live? (laughs) Just my two cents for today. We are going to take a break and we have a tremendous show for you today. Can't wait to talk to Deep Throat's lawyer. I'll tell you about him in just a minute. Karen Cataline, you're listening to Spouting Off all across the Fruited Plain uh, and also in the live free or die state of New Hampshire. We'll be right back. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Put a frog in a pot of boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in a pot of cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As a metaphor for us and all that we go through as veterans, it's a story that rings true. We learn to endure the heat in silence. We apply what we learn to life, the bills, the job, the family, things we're expected to handle with ease. When life heats up around us, we just try to stay afloat. We let the water boil. Reaching out isn't easy, but you've never been interested in easy. You join because you are not afraid of hard work. You are not a frog. 
If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait until the water boils. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Spouting off with Karen Cataline will return in a moment. The Reading Foundation provides evaluation and tutorial programs based upon the Orton-Gillingham philosophy of learning, based upon the study of language, how children acquire language, and the mechanisms involved in learning. All the learning pathways of the brain, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and tactile, are addressed and strengthened to build a strong foundation for the acquisition of reading skills. If you are interested in learning more, Please contact the Reading Foundation for more information. The Reading Foundation is at 10 Northern Boulevard, Unit 19, Amherst, New Hampshire, 03031. Or you can email us at readingfoundation underscore rf at yahoo.com. And of course, you can call anytime at 603-882-0992. The Reading Foundation, Amherst, New Hampshire. Karen Cataline puts the Judeo in Judeo-Christian. Now back to Spouting Off. Ooh, listen to that Calypso music. I'm just dancing in my chair here. Karen, Catalina, welcome back to Spouting Off. We are delighted to have with us. I've talked to him many times, but not recently. He's known as Deep Throat's lawyer. And uh, some of you may know who that is and who's not. Uh, He actually represented W. Mark Felt uh, regarding the revelations of his identity as Deep Throat in the Watergate story. Boy, them was small potatoes compared to what we're dealing with today. His name is John O'Connor, and he is an experienced trial lawyer practicing law in San Francisco since 1972. He's tried cases in state and federal court and was assistant U.S. attorney in Northern California from 1974 to 79, representing the U.S. in both criminal and civil cases. So much more in his resume, but we got a lot to talk to him about. John O'Connor, welcome, welcome to Spouting Off. Good to be with you, Karen. Good to talk to you again. So you are out there talking about a a very interesting, because, you know, uh, news these days are like, drinking uh, from a fire hose. There is so much, a lot gets lost. So we're very glad that you can shed some light on this issue. The Biden administration is reportedly worried about a 2008 spy law permitting warrantless wiretaps. Uh, Talk to us about that and what we need to know about it. Well, first of all, this is one of the few uh, initiatives by the Biden administration with which I agree which I don't want to stun your audience here uh, because so much of what they've done is so terrible. But here's the way I put this in context. This law is necessary if some citizen here, and you know how the Chinese have infiltrated our country just for one. Now, the Russians probably, the Chinese are so good at it. We know that Eric Swalwell's uh, (laughs) campaign uh, person and lover was a Chinese spy, and Dianne Feinstein's chauffeur now right from your um, state in your neck of the woods too right john right 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 near <laughs> in me. northern I california i can throw a baseball to both of them actually and i have a my vacation wow. spot is right near diane feinstein so and she's she's that? a lovely competent woman uh, in her day she was great but uh even i say this as a conservative but um what is troubling is that there are many citizens here that I, i'm saying are probably either plants of the Chinese or have been corrupted by them. I think a a professor at a big school just got busted for uh, doing the Chinese bidding. So this law allows us to, when a United States citizen talks to a foreign entity, we can uh, wiretap without a warrant. 
Now, this is national security. It's not under the Constitution, the Fourth Amendment. And this is fine. I mean, Mark Felt got into this back in the Watergate days, and uh, uh, which led to FISA. Uh, but the fact is, is that we need robust national security powers. Now, here's my gripe here, Karen. The mm-hmm. real problem here is not the law. The problem is we have two investigative agencies, at least our main ones, intelligence agencies, I should say, and investigative agencies, that are completely, at least at the top, corrupted and compromised. Now, that is what everybody is upset with, but the, the, you know, the remedy is not to get rid of the law. It's to get rid of the bad people there or at least have some sort of oversight in them. And I think Andy Biggs in, in Congress is, is a pretty bright guy. He understands the situation. He knows. Uh, I've, I've been talking to some people. He knows that this law is going to get reauthorized. But I think because he's an able legislator, he will get in some aspects of this that will provide oversight. In other words, let them have their warrantless powers, but let's make sure we really watchdog it and make sure that there are eyes on what they are doing Mm -hmm. so that there's not an abuse of our citizens. I mean, look at what happened during Russiagate. I'm the first person to say that this is a horrific abuse not only by the FBI, but by the CIA and perhaps the, you know, the National Intelligence Service, whatever it is, I forget their initials there, but the national, the national, uh, uh, the, 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 the signals intelligence people. Uh, John, it, it if we a, could a slow down abuse. just yeah. a little, because our audience may not be, you know, up to date on a few of these things. And uh, this is maybe a little bit inside baseball, but very, very important. So what you're saying is the Biden administration wants to keep warrantless wiretaps. You believe probably that the law allowing warrantless wiretaps will be renewed and that people on both the left and the right believe they should be. Uh, my question, if, if am I right so far? Yes, except there's a contingency on both the far left and the far right that don't want the law, uh, for different reasons, don't want it uh, renewed. But those people sort of in the middle want it renewed, and I agree with them. Uh, sort of the moderate left and moderate right want it renewed, and I think it will get renewed. The right is worried mm-hmm. about these abuses and so forth and so on. The left just doesn't want us to get into China or Russia or anything like that. They just as soon we get we stay away from those folks. So for different reasons, the far left is against it. The far right is against it for what I think are very right. principled reasons. Uh, very but who's principled. Going, yeah. when you're talking about oversight and we already know that many of the entities, alphabet agencies and others uh, have been compromised and have brazenly been revealed to have a level of corruption and dishonesty that we've never seen, uh, then who's going to provide the oversight when, as I say way too many times, the arsonists are in charge of the fire brigade? Well, that's a real good question. You put it the right way. Uh, And the best way to do it is to say that we, the people, can elect representatives and as part of this we can demand and i think it's happening now that there will be you know sort of confidential unenclosed doors with sealed uh and classified uh, uh guardrails to keep the the congress people mm. from spilling beans but if <laughs> if people in congress and the senate are allowed to just select people are allowed with classified uh status uh, appropriately gained or allowed to monitor this and uh, what they're doing, I think that is the best solution. And the reason I say that is because we need these powers. I mean, we Why? are in an existential... Let's, let's with- talk about that. Why are these so important when they were used, as we saw during the Trump administration, to go after people, American citizens, instead of the foreign entity? I mean, well, during, uh, Flynn yeah, and a yeah. whole bunch of them, they went after their own political enemies. They weren't worried about the foreign entities. They were worried about American citizens who happened to be their political opponents. 
Right, and they turned it on its head. In other words, they went against their own commander in chief, Donald Trump, and 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 uh, were trying to claim he was a Russian spy when it was just the opposite. They were using Russian spies, believe it or not, to go after Trump. So yeah, I, right. there's no just doubt about the it. That's the most mm-hmm. sickening thing I've ever seen, and I'm not here to defend it. I've written about it. I've talked about it. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. But that said, the problem here we have to. Uh, isolate the problem, which is corrupt FBI people, and it's corrupt CIA people, but the, it is not the wiretapping powers. Uh, so because we have corrupt people in government, we can't just uh, get rid of uh, a law that should be, if used correctly, will protect us. And what I see is this, Karen, we are in an existential battle with China. They will soon, because of Biden's corruption in China, will probably soon try to take over Taiwan. They've been encircling. They've been taking over the South China Sea. We've done very little. We've barely lifted a finger to uh, rattle sabers as we should have done to prevent the Ukraine incursion. We could have prevented that and we could prevent a Taiwan attack. You notice that the Chinese did not get close to encircling Taiwan when Trump was in office. And and Uh, Putin did not get close to invading Ukraine when Trump was around because they're afraid of what the guy might do to him. Now we've got Biden in there who's clearly corrupted. But that being said, that being said, these folks are in our institutions. They've got money out there. Uh, I think they probably have some money that is making its way to Mitch McConnell. Uh, And uh, but there is there are are a lot of Chinese uh, what I want to say, maybe not agents, but uh, co- fellow travelers that are here in the country. And we have to be able to figure out who they are. And maybe we can stave off something that is horrendous. Remember, we just had a spy balloon come over our country uh, and filming our installations, our military installations. President oh. Clinton had sold the Chinese our most precious missile guidance system so they can home in on these facilities very easily with their ICBMs. So we have done enough damage to our security as it is. And maybe, maybe, maybe we need to protect ourselves against the Chinese. Uh, the Chinese certainly would not allow <laughs> in their country, they would, they're going to wiretap everybody to make sure they're protected. Uh, and we're we have talking an open to society. Yeah. yeah, we're talking to John O'Connor, uh, who formerly represented Mark W. Felt, Deep Throat, and many others. Really fun to talk to you. I'm going to ask you, and I apologize for the question, but I got to get right to it. I can't help wondering if you have wishful thinking. And in the current reality, with a level of corruption we've never seen before, we do not see anyone in the Biden administration, whoever is directing it, going after China in any way. We see them depleting our military to fight a proxy war against Russia using Ukraine in the middle. Um, Isn't it kind of like giving the keys to the Mercedes, to a 13-year-old who drinks too much and does drugs, hoping he'll do the right thing. Uh, well, that's I why we have a hard time what, with this. Well, that's why we shouldn't have elected Biden. It was an important election. We had Russian yeah, but, disinformation claims that allowed him to get into office. But we, now let's say we get somebody that's decent in there in this next election. Are we going to hamstring that next president? Look, I don't think the powers look. If, if you if you let this law sunset, you've still got the the the, uh, the, the government can still pull its its bad uh, tactics. It can still abuse things. Uh, but I, I think for someone that is acting lawfully, we want lawful powers for that person. I don't think yeah. for a moment that if we sunset this law, that Biden's not going to be able to spy on on us anyway. Okay, but so give him more laws. People. You know, I'd rather yeah. see, and it, it's not going to happen. As long as we're talking wishful thinking, John, I'd like to see laws which are never going to happen that will hold these people accountable who are abusing their power, uh, going after the rights and uh, the Bill of Rights of everyday citizens, branding them 
domestic terrorists for daring to disagree, censoring people in the public square, I would rather see laws like that than giving them the keys to the castle, which they already have. Okay, let me respond You have the to last that. word on that, and then we'll move on. Yeah, I think, I think in a way, if you accuse me of wishful thinking, Karen, I'll come back right <laughs> at you and say this. Okay. And say this, Karen. They can still do that. They did all that without 702. They, they uh, marginalized our, our parents who were objecting, made them terrorists. They've done terrible things without 702. And so 702, if we elect somebody that's actually honest and decent, we will be hamstringing him or her if we do not have powers. Then that person is going to have to go to Congress, who knows how it's constituted, who knows if we can get a law passed. When something serious is happening to our national security and this president, you know, whether it's Trump or DeSantis or somebody else or Nikki Haley or Tim Scott, I don't care. As long as it's on the right side of the ledger, that's fine with me. That person will have problems if we uh, get rid of 702. So we're dealing, each of us is accusing each other quite appropriately <laughs> of some wishful thinking. So Them we, we, is it, the... It's, that's yeah. the stuff of debate and discussion, and that's what great civil discourse uh, it, it looks like. So uh, if Biden is worried about it, if the Biden administration is worried about that, we already said that people in the deep state aren't going to let it happen. So I think, I think you'll have nothing to worry about. What else are you concerned about? John, that's going on right now, that's in your wheelhouse. We have, oh gosh, we only have about a minute and a half, just real, oh, real quick, and then we'll okay. tell everybody how yeah, they can find you. Let me give it you. to you. Let yeah. me give it to you. The reason I wrote my book, Postgate, uh, a, a bit back, was precisely for what's happening now. We have a congressional committee constituted to only tell part of the story on January 6th. I think that storming of the tunnel was terrible. But that is about 10%, if that, of the people who entered the Capitol. It building. wasn't an armed so, insurrection. There wasn't anybody armed except that's the right. Capitol Police. It wasn't police. armed, and that's it wasn't right. an insurrection, because an insurrection says right. you're going against established authority. No, the people there yeah. were to try to get the established authorities to do the right thing and have an election in a democracy. So they weren't yeah. against the government. They are trying to uh, pursue the redress of grievances that I think is in the Constitution. So I think it is. We have to get going. Unfortunately, sorry to interrupt you there. Where can people anyway, find my that book? The press. Postgatebook.com, ah. postgatebook.com, amazon.com for Postgate. And it's about the problem we have now with bad reporting. All right. Well, thank you, John O'Connor. We so appreciate your time. We got to go and take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have Kenny Shu. You remember him. He's always a great guest. We'll be right back. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. They're not out to tell you the truth of what's happening. They're out to tell you the picture of the world that they represent. The mission of the Epoch Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements and facts, and prevent people from being misled. The Epoch Times is independent. We're not controlled by any special interest, and we never will be. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would ensnare this country in ignorance, and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. Subscribe today to our digital edition at theepochtimes.com and join the Americans who are seeking truth and tradition. Read the difference in all your devices. We'd love to have you on board. Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, 
White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go. Outdoor Almanac, brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal. Last summer, I was in a boat on First Connecticut Lake in Pittsburgh, cruising the shoreline when I saw a small red fox on shore. It saw me and immediately laid down and watched me. As I moved away, it then sat up like a dog. Through binoculars, I could then see it sniff the ground and amble away. Foxes. Branded by Aesop's fables and Little Red Riding Hood is bold, cunning, and deceitful, when in fact they're shy, nervous, and very intelligent. They belong to the same family as domestic dogs, coyotes, and gray wolves. While red foxes eat small mammals and plants, they've also been known to eat lake trout, which they catch by leaping from shore onto fish, schooling in shallow water. Maybe that's what my fox was trying to do, because they hunt mostly towards sunset, overnight, and in the early morning. So while the swift brown fox may have jumped over the lazy dog, it's a shame the Fox couldn't escape the fiction of its storybook past. Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests. Spouting Off with Karen Cataline will return in a moment. Hi, it's Karen Cataline. It's been almost a decade since I wrote Fat Lash Food Police in the Fear of Thin. It's about my early experiences in child beauty pageants and being put on extreme diets. Remember when that was shocking? Sadly, that seems like child's play compared to what we are watching today when politicians and woke corporations are actually advocating for the sexualization of children. Everyone's children. We're watching a frontal attack on childhood innocence. This is one story, my story. Fat Lash illustrates and explains why good boundaries are essential for kids to grow up healthy. They need their parents to set them, not the government. Get Fat Lash today. It's available in paperback or ebook at Amazon or at my website, KarenCataline.com. Sign up for Karen's newsletter and read her columns at KarenCataline.com. Now back to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. weekend and before we go we've got one more guest to join us somebody that I enjoy talking about talking with so much his name is Kenny Shu he's the president of Color Us United a race blind advocacy group that advocates for the simple and true idea that ordinary people ordinary Americans want race out of the equation in their personal and professional lives, a tall order. He's also the author of a great book called An Inconvenient Minority, The Attack on Asian American Excellence and the Fight for Meritocracy. Hi, Kenny Shu. Thank you so much for joining us here on Spouting Off. Yeah, good to be back on here. Great to be with you. So here we are in 2023 America, living in a world of alphabet acronyms, LGBT, LMNOP, CRT, and ESG, (laughs) which is environmental (laughs) social governance. This stuff is hoisted upon us. We didn't vote for it. We didn't ask for it. It's all being pushed upon us. And most people feel like they're chasing, I don't know what, to go and figure out what it is, let alone whether they support it or are against it. Talk about that in terms of uh, the Senate killing uh, Biden's ESG investment rule, because, wow, that's huge. Yeah, So Biden, you know, Joe Biden was trying to push basically social justice advocacy onto financiers, 
onto the people that are managing your money right now uh, might have to be forced by Biden to invest in companies that they otherwise wouldn't invest in because they have certain ESG ratings. ESG is basically a side constraint on the market that says businesses should care about social advocacy and social justice. And of course, we're not talking about caring about the truly oppressed or the poor. We're talking about whatever is the pet fad of the day, whether it's the environment, whether it's racial or gender diversity, or whether it's whatever's coming out of Kamala Harris's mouth, you know, every day. That's what we're supposed to care about, and it is harming our nation. So I'm, I'm glad the Senate uh, dropped that. Yeah. Well, and it can't be underestimated how many ways our out-of-control government is trying to inculcate, put in to practice control, 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 control over private businesses, over private small businesses, which they love to try and shut down, and they did during COVID, COVID, and everything else. The control amount, you know, the boundaries that are missing from the federal government cannot be underestimated. Talk about that in terms of... Uh, other controls that you see and you watch every day, if you could? Yeah, so basically, these days, you know, you have several controls in our system right now. It's not, you know, we're, we're quickly becoming not a free market system under the Biden agenda. We're becoming a control economy. If people know what the CCP does, it is they do a control economy. You know, the, the China used to be fully, completely communist. Then in the 80s, they opened up. And ironically, that's capitalism was what allowed them a lot of prosperity. But now they're going mm -hmm. back. They're clamping down. And by the way, they always have been. Uh, their state mm -hmm. industries in China, this is their state industries in China, oil, technology, some of TikTok, they're heavily controlled by the state. They heavily have to interact with the state. You have to have connections with the state. That is what America is trending towards with ESG. It's basically saying, we're not going to give you grants. We're not going to help you. We're not going to support you unless you comply with every single one of the things we want you to do. Mm -hmm. um, some years ago, we started hearing, again, it's always this lingo that the left introduces, and they seem to decide the lingo, like the alphabet acronyms and everything else. But remember, not all that many years ago when we kept hearing about public-private partnerships. It's not a PPP, but it's public-private partnerships. As a free market lover of liberty, I was immediately concerned about that term because we don't need the government to be partnering with business, manipulating them, telling them what they can and cannot do. And isn't that just what it's led to now, or am I wrong here? Yeah, exactly. Um, this really started as a, as a Bush and Obama thing, really. Yeah. If, you, if you went back to it, yeah, I mean, you know this. Your listeners mm -hmm. know this. I wrote a book mm -hmm. called An Inconvenient Minority, um, and actually I'm coming out with another book very soon. Oh, um, and uh, it talks a lot about what Obama and Bush did um, in these realms. And basically, you know, they would... Um, you know, they would talk about and fantasize about all the ways the government and private businesses and even religious organizations can work together and everything like that. But what it always amounted was, I tell you what to do. I, the government, tell you the private corporation mm. what to do, and you do it or you don't get this kind of funding. And so what, what is supposed, what they pitch to, the, to Americans as a partnership is really more of an authoritarian regime because when, when the government is staring down your face, you're not worried about partnership. You're worried about following the law. Yeah, it's so well put. Uh, it's kind of like the old adage of the golden rule. Them with the gold makes the rules. And, <laughs> and Bush, you know, it's so sad that Republicans and conservatives, it took such a long time to finally see through the Bush family as the globalist totalitarians they really were. Finally, Texas, for example, said no to George P. Bush, 
because we don't like uh, dynasties in this country, especially ones that are beholden to foreign entities so they can make more money and have more power. Uh, with our last few minutes, we do have some time. Let's talk about this whole question. It's such a huge question, and I love talking to you about it. This organization that you're part of called Colorus United, a race-blind advocacy group. Uh, there are people today that trade on uh, race, 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 and racial hostilities that don't even like the idea. They call it racist to be colorblind. How is that possible, Kenny Shoot? Well, I, I love the little Freudian slip you did there saying race bland, because race is the blandest thing about a person to me. <laughs> it's like, okay, great, you're black. Okay, great, you're Asian. So what? I want to know about you. I want to know about your story. I want to know about what drives you? What motivates you? Is it your religion? Is it your desire for ambition? What is it? You know, those are things far more important to people and Americans than race. And yet, for some reason, the media has become so focused on race, on skin color, when I, a minority, don't want to be treated in any other way except as, as a fellow American by the content of my character, not the color of my skin. So that's why I started yeah. Color Us United. And uh, we are fighting divisive DEI programs and programs that try to make race paramount in our life, such as what's going on in medical schools right now at UNC Medical School and medical schools across the country. They are promoting doctors simply because they are a certain race, not because they're the most qualified. How chilling is that, that you're going to start getting your care from doctors indoctrinated in diversity thinking rather than merit-based thinking? Yeah. And DEI, yet another one I forgot about the alphabet. Alphabet, D-E-I-C-R-T-E-S-G. Tell everybody what DEI is and why it is such a problem. Well, these, these left people, they love to say things and things you can't understand. Let me just rearrange the letters. DEI means die, means D-I-E. <laughs> it's diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is leading to the deaths of hundreds, thousands of patients every day because we are promoting people according to principles of diversity, equity, and inclusion rather than merit, rather than did you, are you the best in your class? Are you the best, uh, you know, doctor you could possibly be? Uh, and if you go to our petition at colorusunited.org, we need 10,000 signatures. We're getting there, but we need your help because we are letting the dean of all the medical schools across the nation, but starting with North Carolina, where I live, um, that uh, Americans are not okay with you teaching doctors social justice and unconscious bias. They want you to teach doctors what is related to medicine, what is related to treating them. That is why we give hundreds of millions of dollars every year to our med schools, billions of dollars to our healthcare system. Do your job. That's all Americans want. Not to mention that doctors today are not being taught the Hippocratic Oath, the Patient's Bill of Rights, and uh, at first, you know, first do no harm. There is a uh, very disturbing kind of thing going on in medical schools. Um, talk about uh, more about Colorus United. What else are you working on? Also, oh, and you said you're working on a new book. Do you have a title for it? I do, I yeah. do, but I'm going to have to reveal it to you at a later time, Karen. <laughs> okay. But we, uh, you know, um, but I'll tell you what this book is going to be about, though. And uh, when it's coming out, it's coming out in August. And it's going to be about the critical race theory infiltration of our public schools. And yeah. our schools, so the important. schools that we hold so dear to educate our kids, to teach math, to teach reading, to teach social skills are teaching anti-social skills now by teaching you to hate your neighbor because of the color of your skin and teaching radical queer trans ideology that's saying you are fundamentally a sexual being, you know, and these are, these are horrible things, horrible things to be teaching to children, but it's past time somebody did a ruthless investigation of what's going on. And that's my next book. Well, that is a very valuable and uh, worthwhile endeavor because it couldn't be hotter. We've got states, part of the good news that's been going on, although it sometimes feels like a spit in the ocean, part of the good news is that states all over this country are starting to uh, make laws 
For example, and this is part of the whole sexual being thing, sexualizing children, an issue that is near and dear to my heart. I, it makes me just heartbroken to see what they're doing to children and knowing full well as a social worker what that's going to mean for their future and their development uh, that uh, states and governors are outlawing, like in Kentucky and Louisiana, outlawing drag shows for children and uh, taking them out of the public square. And of course, the left is screaming about that, aren't they? Well, the funny thing is that when I embarked on this investigation, this wasn't really in my wheelhouse. I knew I wanted to write a book about this, but actually going into the schools and seeing what's going on there and talking with the teachers and, t you know, exposing the administrators, you realize things are far, far darker than, than, than you even have. Yeah. You even have schools concealing sexual predators, you know, because these predators are advocating on behalf of the school for funds and for Black Lives Matter and for everything like that. It's an entire mm. network. It needs mm. to be completely overturned over its head I have come to that conclusion, and I don't say it easily, but in the most progressive school districts of our nation, people wonder why black kids aren't achieving. Have you been to one of these schools? Have you seen the discipline issues that are going on? Teachers can't even teach because they fear that they're going to be punished for disciplining a black student. That's how bad it is. Yes, it's uh, heartbreaking again, uh, and we see that when kids get out of school because we've got a corrupt kind of criminal justice system that's painting criminals as victims and law-abiding citizens as criminals. Uh, and that gives them, emboldens criminal behavior and puts citizens at risk. Boy, there's really no end to the number of issues that we could talk about. I'm glad you're, you're very much at the center of them. Uh, tell everybody how they can support your organization, Color Us United, and uh, buy your book. You can buy my book, An Inconvenient Minority. It's the book that's out about the Harvard admission case against Asian Americans, which, by the way, is now at the Supreme Court. Um, and uh, you can buy it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever books are sold. Support my organization, colorusunited.org. We fight for you, uh, for your ability to have workplace freedoms, for your ability to not be indoctrinated by DEI at colorusunited.org. Sign up for our newsletter and follow me on Twitter at Kenny M. Shu, Kenny M. X. U. That is so great. Kenny Shu, pronounced Shu. It's spelled X. U. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Keep up the great work. We so appreciate your time. Kenny. Pleasure. Thank you. Uh, that does it for this edition of Spouting Off. Tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern when there will be, oh, so much more to spout off about here on Spouting Off.